Start recording now. Okay. That's good. Jeez. All right. Welcome. Tonight we are in gonna shoot from the hip since uh, my kids killed my tablet. Well, had my notes on Kill it. Kill the show notes because we're gonna talk about uh, artificial intelligence. I know that some people's not not so favorite subject, probably because they don't understand it as much as they should. But but we could talk about other things besides artificial intelligence since she doesn't have. His notes. Uh, yeah, I remember what I... Um, but uh, the part that most people should realize, it's already here. A lot of people don't realize they use it, are already using it every day. And technology you, uh, you have already heard of, such as Google Translate, did you? Um, such as uh, your predictive uh, financial algorithms that uh, most uh, f financial mar marketeers use. They're using these on apps to to help you predict to when to uh, buy and sell. I think they're used with yeah, Facebook ads too to figure out who's yeah. looking at what and why. Not necessarily why. The why is to the humans, but most people think, well, why would they want to know that? Well, they they don't look for a why. They look for, well, this is similar to what he's looking at, so let's put it in front of them. And they do that with all these. Uh, they do it with a. What is it? A keyword phrasing. Like That's that? the only way they really can do it. Was keyword phrasing. Yeah, they use it to uh, keep track of hashtags <clears throat> and uh, how people uh, are, you know, using their social media. And military is already using it for defense contracting for official recognition. A lot of people don't realize this, but the UK is uh, some of the biggest developers for the software. W one thing I thought was interesting <clears throat> about AI is they they. There's a company, I'm not going to say who. Well, maybe I should. Nah, I won't. I don't know who the company is. It's another biotech company with a really weird name. But they're coming up with a, a way to basically, so you're going to go into your doctors. And actually doctors, I think, really like this tool because they're going to, basically, they're going to use like a facial recognition software. And what they, the technology is basically phenotyping. And phenotyping is basically... <coughs> And when you now you have a gene, you have genotype and phenotype them. So, and they share the same allele on those uh, on on that sequence of DNA. So, when they look see these phenotypes, these expressions in your face or whatever, however you look with your face, maybe they'll be able to figure out something a lot more. Um, they might find the problem that you're really having versus the problem you're constantly going to the doctor for that they never can find out why. Wow, uh, yeah, um, one other thing to, uh, they're using it in the entertainment industry already is, is how to predict your facial movements uh, for like a deep fake uh, construction. So can you imagine that? That's uh, one of those uh, most apparent in like some of the uh, predictive uh, facial uh, recognition for such a movie such as The Irishman with uh, Robert yeah. De Niro and Al Pacino where they de-aged him. Part of this... Uh, AI t technology was used uh, for was to help uh, predict how they would look look in certain lights, uh, certain angles, um, you know, from their uh, pictures from 30 years ago. So, so they're using AI, but um, I think it's important to note, <clears throat> not all AI is created equal. So, I mean, basically there's three types. There's artificial narrow intelligence, machine learning, what they're already probably using a lot, just, you know, they specialize in one area and solves one problem, which is like the ad advertising, which solves a does solve a problem. It solves advertisers' problems. That way they don't have to, you know, spend hours trying to keyword search and 
get people's attention. Um, machine intelligence, or artificial general intelligence, that's machine intelligence, refers to a computer that is as smart as a human across the board. Artificial super intelligence, machine consciousness, and an intellect that is much smarter than the best human brains practically every in every field. So... Yeah. This uh, technology is going to probably come to uh, come to everyday life more and more. You and they're being developed um, by companies um, right here in the Northwest. It's 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 crazy how fast it's actually going. People, I think the biggest scare is is people <clears throat> they buy into the pop cultural aspects of it, like Terminator, and um, I guess you could probably say Age of Ultron. Ultron was a AI. But he was saving the earth from the humans because the humans were the most dangerous species on the planet. It, it deemed them. And what, what, I mean, there's several instances like that. Um, Ex Machina, where the girl wants to uh, trick his Dom Hill Gleason to let her out of the cage so she can escape. And she ends up uh, uh, killing the creator and leaving him there. And, and the, which is interesting about that story is the guy's like, don't fall for it, man. She's programmed to try and get out of that cage no matter what. And so she's doing all these things, which he knows he'll fall for. So he kind of ends up falling in love with her. And she's pretend falling in love with him. But she's not really pretend. She's just working an angle the best way she can to get out of the box. And it's like a game to her. And she she probably can't tell the difference. As I mean, I mean most AIs really couldn't tell the difference. Be advised. <laughs> That movie is not to be uh, watched with uh, sensitive eyes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> some people might take offense to a lot of the graphic content in it. But not bad movie. Uh, if you ignore all that and if you look at it uh, with objective eyes as a film admirer, you will definitely like it. But then there's there's Westworld, which is humans are basically abusing these <clears throat> you know, semi-sentient beings. And all of a sudden they become sentient to a level to the I'm dreaming I, I realize <clears throat> that I've been reset multiple times and I've been tricked basically. And, and and if people haven't watched Westworld, I mean, yet it's, I don't want to s- spoil it for people, but it's a, what is it? It's a Westworld's like a theme park where people, humans can go and do whatever they want. And it's set sometime in the future or quasi present or they never really say, but. And don't forget, it's a remake <laughs> from a show from the seventies. Uh, a movie from the seventies, which was uh, had a sequel, actually um, uh, both written, both uh, by Michael Crichton, uh, yeah. Westworld and Future World. Future uh, season three of um, Future World, or se- season three of Westworld is kind of based on Future World, the concept of Future World. Would uh, would Blade Runner fall in that category too? Hmm. I mean, oftentimes of with Westworld, with Westworld, the exact opposite is true versus Terminator, like the. The AI is trying to gain, some, like an iRobot, they're trying to gain some freedom versus, you know, they become the slaves to humans and they're just trying to re- gain some freedom because they realize what they are. Um, the the concept in Blade Runner was something I thought that was uh, singularly uh, genius is you, they took a AI concept, uh, construct, and they put it inside a biological uh, uh, frame such a, uh, that mimics uh, humans. To the point where you could hardly tell a difference. Uh, it was a really good concept, and I think that's the only story I've ever heard of where they, uh, where where they actually did that. You know, uh, where you know, even though they were just as uh, they, were they, they were smarter. Yeah, they were smarter than us, but they were just as vulnerable to, uh, as we were. You know, and they had superior intelligence and speed, <coughs> and they, they could 
they could uh, sustain a little more damage, but they're almost just as mortal as we were. Yeah. Yeah, and I thought that was really smart, and uh, that was, oh God, who wrote that? Philip uh, K. Dick. Philip K. Dick. Oh, uh, <laughs> do electric sheep have dreams? Is that what the yeah. book was? Yeah, he was very involved uh, in some of the uh, mock-up and the writing of that, and he actually got to see a rough cut of the movie before he uh, passed away of uh, Natural Causes. Uh, that movie came out, um, was being made in 81, he, and I believe passed away in 82. But he's a very interesting writer who takes a lot of different takes and angles this, on science, on, on technology. Wrote uh, Total Recall, and he was one of those writers that actually helps you uh, question the concept of what is uh, reality from your, from pretty much from uh, multiple points of view, if you, if you really think about kind it. Kind of like the man in the high castle and... Very, yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I always thought... Uh, did, he, did he write Man in the High Castle, now that I think of it? Or was that... No, that was somebody else, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, uh, like I said, uh, my show notes got killed. <laughs> I could look it up, but I don't want to cheat. Yeah, I'm going to look it up. So, it. A, lot of, uh, the, a lot of AI being developed right now is going to be for a lot of uh, for industrial use. There's some actually being um, used right now. If you're Roomba, if you think about it, um, there's uh, some that are being uh, developed to uh, help problem solve. They are going to be yeah. It was Philip K. Dick. Yeah, <laughs> they're going to be uh, they're going to be uh, helping uh, people uh, use appendages uh, for you know they're going to be able to predict how hard something should be gripped or uh, how hard you should step on the ground with your artificial leg. So or they arm. can help like wounded vets. Yep. Probably regain some level of feeling, mm-hmm. which I, I think would be great, you know, I mean. China, China right now is actually leading the, the race for it. Um, they are thinking that within the next 50 years, what they call the singularity event is going to happen. I think the, the biggest thing with that is it's, we have like a government that's, it's okay to be religious, but they're superstitious to a point. Like, let's, the witches are real, let's go out and burn them and let's go dance on the grave. You know, all kinds of crazy stuff. And it's just like, I mean, we can start there and say, actually, the witch trials were nothing more than land grabs by crazy land owners who would come out and say, well, I like their land. Those people are witches. And then there's no way they could ever get out of it. I mean, it's, I mean, more than likely it was, either, it was either death or death. That were the only options. If somebody said you were a witch back then... And the, the mot- motive of these individuals who were pointing fingers was just to grab land from people. And oftentimes they would pe- pull people in and people would get, you would get, in the record there are confessions, but oftentimes, you know, I have experience with this, there's a, false confessions are totally real. You sit somebody down long enough and you keep them in a locked room, they're going to tell you what you want to hear as the person who is trying to inquisit them or investigate. Um, so, I mean, that's just another side note. If, if you're ever in trouble for something that you really did not do, don't ever confess to it. Yeah. Because they'll nail, they'll nail you for it automatically. And, and we learned this in, a, in the read interrogation and, and uh, what is it, interrogation and interview courses. And, and reading associates are, are trying to change how people do in interrogations, investigations, because they found that too many uh, false... What is it? They've had too many false confessions. Yeah. No. I mean, and that's, that's to me, looking at the record of the witch trial, witch trial, the, these people are getting tortured. They're, 
They're left in rooms where they're with their own feces. Obviously, they are going to confess to being a witch just to get out of there, if that lets them out. Some government agencies are actually uh, using AI to uh, help develop uh, better lie detectors um, that will also, uh, you know, take uh, biometric readings of your face, uh, your heartbeat, your your body, skin temperature, to tell if whether or not if you're telling the truth it's, or not. It finds this that will read and associates probably. I guarantee you helped them develop it because they train all the. Uh, they train all the federal agents. There's uh, some casinos. They, they have like a seven-point thing you need to. There's a seven-point guide. If you don't, like they legally now, they have to have find those seven points. I forget what it is, facial recognition, voice, I mean, content of what they're talking about. Um, you you can't ask why. All the, well, actually, you can ask why. They say why is one of those questions, you know, that makes them break down. Why? Why? Yeah. Why? <laughs> yeah, they have, they have had stuff since the 60s. That uh, picks up certain key words. These are computers that are, you know, embedded in like uh, places like Mount Weather. You know, <laughs> this is a, you know, the, the government conspiracy stuff is only crazy as the people that uh, um, are saying it that are not in the loop. And these are people in the loop that are saying that we actually have the stuff that's existed since for that long. So if you say certain key words that uh, would uh, certainly raise the red uh, uh, red flags with key agencies like the FBI. Well, that's what, it's the listening stations, right? Yep. And they do that. Yeah, and um, this is stuff they listen that listens to your phone calls and, and radios. And for me, it's not really a conspiracy. It's like if we know and we go around and tell people, are, I mean, the, the enemies of this nation will know. And so it's not a good idea for everybody to know. And then people get mad. Well, we should know. I'm like, well, they're trying to protect you. Yeah, the the, the cool thing too is though that is that's also a psychological uh, trick that they would use. You know, oh wow, well, you really should watch what we say. And, yeah. You know, uh, remember, uh, you know, they used to say that the government would uh, had X-ray machines. I was reading everybody's mail. You know, you know how impossible it would be to read each and every letter and yeah. then to try to decode it. <laughs> the, the sun sends out X-rays. Maybe they have something that catches it. I mean. Yeah, there are a lot of. Uh, a lot of these uh, our foreign uh, adversaries are going back backwards with uh, some of their uh, codes. They're actually sending using postcards and uh, microfilm again. Maybe that's what uh, <laughs> Post Secret really was. Was was our enemies? Have you ever seen that website? <laughs> People yeah. send a postcard in, and I don't even know if they operate anymore. I was like, that's the coolest website ever. Send you know, you can send them an anonymous postcard, and then they'll post it onto their website. Yeah. So. You got to admit that uh, if there is a way to get around, uh, you know, the newer technology, the old ways would pro- probably the best. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, people are actually switching are switching back to ham radios to uh, keep from uh, being under uh, listening from the government. That was one of the uh, things that they insisted on having at some of the places like uh, down in Waco with David Koresh. That's how he was able to communicate with the outside world. Um, you know, because he figured, you know, if the apocalypse ever comes, that's going to be one of the last ways to... That's uh, probably how they out. caught him, too, because he didn't have an F- FCC. I mean, if you're going to be an operator, you still got to have a license, too. And maybe... I wonder if he was licensed or if he was, because they'd catch him Yeah. either way. Yeah, they were... Or maybe, maybe that's why. Maybe... I don't know if he did or did not. Maybe he didn't have a license, and it piqued their interest. Maybe if he had a license and he was saying all the wacko stuff, they wouldn't even care. You know I mean? Yeah, if you listen to the 700 Club, you're going to hear a lot of wacko shit, so... So a lot of uh, up companies up uh, in the Northwest, there's not a lot of companies up here that are developing, but uh, Microsoft definitely has a program, it's called uh, Fair Labs, 
I, I like that commercial they have where they're talking about where they're reconstructing older structures and buildings. I don't know if you saw that at all, but it wasn't in one of their commercials. I, I used it in one of my classes. It was kind of a cool commercial. Mm. Oh, it, was, it was the one with Common in it, I think. Um, Facebook is uh, developing a AI uh, research development uh, in their in in Silicon Valley down in California. Same with uh, same with um, Elon Musk's and his his ventures. He's developing a, a, a field into research of AI because they got to find a way for uh, rockets to land themselves better. That's true. Yeah. So uh, the the more automated it becomes the cheaper it will get for everybody because that's one less person you have to pay. That's true. And, and the thing is, is people say, well, well, that's taking jobs away from Americans. Now, now that's funny. Somebody would actually say that, especially since the computer nerd was the guy that originally took the job away from the guy probably complaining about it, who's complaining. But the thing is, is the more technologically advanced, we, there will always be jobs for humans. There'll be not, not janitor jobs, necessarily programmer jobs for this AI. The AI is not going to be able to completely program itself. We're going to want to be able to do what humans want. So it's going to open new markets. There's going to be people needed for mining on Mars. They're going to need mining professionals. I mean, people that know what they're doing, they're not going to go out and hire a bunch of nerds to do it. They're going to be like, like, like on Armageddon. They didn't went out and get a bunch of nerds. They got the professionals to do it. To save the world. So, I mean, it's it's not like, I don't think it's a, a when they say a, replace jobs is a cheap shot at all these hardworking people. Like, no, if we expand our capacity and become, go beyond, you know, go beyond, I think, what are we at? We're not even a type one civilization yet. If we at least become a type one civilization, we could, we'll, we'll have jobs expanded all the way to the moon and all the way to Mars. And, you know, and we'll have, a, you know, at least a solar reach solar system reach within our solar system even who knows how far this can actually go out and, and it just depends if, if people are willing and it's not about trusting the technology or not i mean the technology it just does what it does in the in the next 100 years we'll probably see in a uh, ai where actually is self-aware and conscious and will interact with humans at a uh, everyday level you probably have a singular conscious that can probably uh, able to communicate with each and every human on the planet. Yeah. Yeah, you know, on an individual basis. You know, and not, and not it'll probably spawn itself and you know, to uh, individual clones that will be able to interact with people one on one. And not all situations with the AI is bad. Maybe there's a middle road, and we find that middle road. I mean, we don't see the, the iRobot setting, and we don't see a Terminator setting. You know, there's maybe we seem more like a alien setting where actually robots are not bad they obviously an alien the humans are still in control because the androids the robots are still doing what the owner wants so some humanist has the humans still have control if we look at that setting and don't forget a robot uh, that has an ai construct in it uh, uh you know consciousness in it it, that's just a frame for it, the current frame. It can migrate from probably from one form to another if it wants at any time. Don't forget, you know, that was the whole point of Ultron and when he was trying to do in Avengers 2. If, if, if he yeah. could, I mean, you have to find, I'm thinking about compatibility. Like, what if, what if, what kind of framework would they have? Like a .NET framework? Because I know, that the, or a Python framework, or I, I don't even know what the code AI with. I mean, hopefully it's not a. <laughs> unreal tournament framework or something like that or uh epic games but i mean um when understanding this um 
understanding AI, obviously it's going to have a framework. And you look at it, if you have a computer and you see .NET on it, that's the .NET framework. It's basically all these functions programmers got together and put together in a package so it made it easier for other programmers to come along and create stuff. And that's all it really is. It makes it so it it it, uh, it, it expands the functionality even, even though it expands complexity. And it's just like... Um, when you build a program, when it's taken basic, it's just like if you mess one thing up, it stops. I think a lot, and of it's very linear too. It goes, it goes through its whole operation, and then it stops and needs you to reinitiate it. Or sometimes it's set into a loop where it can just keep going continuously, but it's set in a loop, the same loop. If you really want to think of an AI, like in a good way with a computer, think of driving to work every single day with Jarvis. That same no, but just just. You you go out and get in your car, you you do the same shit every day, like Tyler Durd says, and then no, but it's seriously like, like we're confused about how AI is really gonna function. Just just picture us, we, we're like completing these real mundane tasks every day, and that's what AI is gonna do. It's gonna drive us to work, and here's, we're gonna get to work, and we're gonna. Here's a little stock tip for you. If you guys are gonna develop, uh, if a lot of companies are developing trying to develop uh, self-driving cars. Um, Elon Musk has a great interest in this. He says it's probably going to happen within the next 30 years where they're going to have uh, models of cars coming out with no steering wheels and no human uh, interaction with uh, dri uh, the, the driving itself. So you can imagine a whole fleet of cars on the road where they're more fuel efficient You don't and very zero accident ratings. You're gonna see. You're gonna see that it's gonna change lives. Uh, the cops are gonna probably be out of a, a job for traffic stopping because yeah. <laughs> everything everything's gonna follow the same speed limit. Well, but there's there's a caveat to that. So I was thinking about the state police. I mean, kudos go out to the state police. But I mean, I look at a lot of other states. Their state police not don't function as a state patrol. They actually function as their crimes unit. Oftentimes, since we're talking about Boston, it, yeah, 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 and not Boston, just Boston, like Louisiana, and I was thinking, God, I was, I was New, like, New York State Police, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah so, uh, if you can imagine how AI would uh, go into uh, law enforcement, if you could, uh, if they had a virtual assistant, you know, that's uh, connected through a camera, who's uh, questioning people on uh, what, what, during a regular normal traffic stop, you, they could probably determine if somebody's telling the truth or not, you know? Yeah, or if they're drunk. Is there drugs in the car? Yeah. The drugs, or... Um, um, who, who are they within the first 10 seconds of the, of the traffic stop? And probably put them in less danger as well. Yeah. Uh, is this uh, suspect have an elevated heartbeat? Is he, uh, is he, is he nervous? Is, he, uh, is there something that... Uh, he, they can detect on their skin that probably has, uh, you know, some gun residue. You know, for, maybe they just got them playing somewhere. And maybe they're innocent. This would probably uh, help uh, get that whole interrogation uh, uh, of uh, people being scared, you know, during that, you know, and saying that, you know, the cops are probably put at more at it, ease. It would help them more with getting rid of false confession. I mean, you look at history, you see it on Dateline constantly, and we learned this in our course. And then the course is is watching Bill Clinton and deciding if he's lying or not. And it's yeah. funny that they play that in the course, and as well as Michael Jackson in his trial, do we decide if he's lying or not based on how he acts? But then we actually see guys you get false confessions out of who spend like 20 years in prison and are let out. 
because they find the real killer. It's like, oh my God. They, and then the cops sat there with this guy and they did this thing where after, after you know, like 20 hours of being in a room, being kept awake, not even being allowed to sleep, constantly rotating shifts with these different cops. And finally they're like, okay, if you, if you say yes, we'll let you out of this room. And so the guy just says, oh, okay, well, yes. Well, that's stupid guy. Don't say that. If you know you didn't do it, don't admit and then this really happened. This happened, which is crazy. So what's the end result of any uh, kind of AI that decides to start thinking for itself? Will it start seeing um, humanity as its uh, parent or as its enemy? And, the, the, and I think... Is, it, is it, will it be competitive like us? I mean, that's, that's the thing. Will it have a competitive nature? Humans have this really violent competitive nature. I mean, especially if we look at the difference between bonobo chimps and regular chimpanzees. I think uh, I, when I hear that, I always think back to something I heard in the Bible. You know, they said uh, God created man in his image. Well, what are we going to create in our image, in our own image? Uh, are we going to create something that uh, mimics our warlike behavior or our, our best qualities that, uh, have, uh, that seeks knowledge and tries to understand it and tries not to fall into this pit of nihilism where anything we try to understand is not going to it's not going to matter, you know, in a, in a half a million nihilism year lifespan. Or, nihilism or superstition. You're either like, well, I don't care. It doesn't affect me now, so I'm not going to do anything about it. Or superstitious, like, oh, that's witchcraft. You yeah. know, I mean, may, maybe a thousand years ago, if you send our AI back in time and they see it, they're going to say it is witchcraft and probably throw rocks at it. It would, you know, an AI construct would, would basically be immortal. As long as it, it, uh, the hardware it's uh, on, it could have a long lifespan. Software does lose fidelity over time, though. I'd have to say Rampancy? that. Yeah. Yeah. Where uh, the memory, that's uh, uh, touching on a concept where if uh, AI's uh, consciousness is uh, limited by the software and, it's and, on. And working where we work, I'd have to tell people, like, a lot of people are using solid-state drives now. Solid-state yeah. drives are not as good as disk drives. And I've seen this firsthand, like disk drives can last and it's older school. I don't think you'd be able to build a, build an AI with a hard disk, you know, as a, as a hard drive. Which ties into one of our previous points of, uh, of our shows with uh, quantum computing, where they would uh, use it basically the small space that's pretty much infinitely, uh, uh, have infinite space for storage memory. So uh, AI could uh, be able to uh, use it from anywhere on the planet, pretty much anywhere in space-time, because it exists at all points at all time, and this is uh, a point that uh, people are, are trying to race to. All companies are doing and this. Would, all countries and and would AIs be separated different? They probably would be, especially because they're made with different programming languages. I'm it would, the, the, you'd only be confined, the, it would only be confined by the memory it can hold itself on to. You know, it, I had to talk to somebody who was in really into computer science, you know, uh, such as our colleagues at work. Uh, but they would probably, you know, if you can imagine, like your phone, it can only hold so much memory. Yeah. You know, uh, humans, we're infinitely more, we have uh, more uh, capacity for more memory. But um, we, uh, you know, our brain wetware <laughs> lasts a lot longer. Yeah, it does. But it's a lot more susceptible I to damage. I wouldn't yeah. say have in, infinite capacity. I, I've forgotten a lot of stuff. I mean, I well, yeah, I'd always wondered if a human could actually live, could they actually live with 300 years of knowledge? 
Uh, you know, memories we, we and experiences? Might, we might be better off. I mean, our, our planet would probably be better off. We'd be like, oh, we tried that uh, in 1800. No, it didn't work out. We're at, what, 2100? I'm glad we changed course at 2000 because we're all 300 years old. But um, I think... Yeah, I think it would probably uh, we we'd probably end up starting to want to uh, see see uh, the end of things because <laughs> it'd be pointless to go on and on and on and on. Well, well J.R.R. Tolkien made a good point of it. I mean, in, in Lord of the Rings, you, you see the elves, and they live longer, and they're not as warlike as men, and men live short shorter lifespans are more warlike. The mortality. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm assuming if you saw a longer life, you'd probably be like, "Oh, we we don't need to do that again." That was really stupid. I, I like the point uh, Anne Rice made with Armand. You know, so few immortals have this talent to uh, live forever. You know, because <laughs> some of them end up, some of the vampires just end up, uh, you know, walking into the sun because they get they get tired of existence. I uh, you know endless night. You know, and uh, you know, I think. If you lived in that day and age, yeah, come on, there's no technology, you know, there's just candles and, uh, you know, firelight, you know, fire fireplaces and, you know, it changes from, you know, being outside into, uh, you know, indoor in a ch with a chimney, that isn't much of a change. No. You know, I believe that it would be a uh, very little difference between that and the dark ages, you know, I'm, I, you know, maybe, maybe I'm uh, coin phrasing it a little too easy, uh, but um, you know, if you were an immortal in modern times, which it would be very interesting because, you know, everything's at your fingertips. You know, technology's gotten to the point where, you know, you can find out what's going on on the other side of the planet within minutes. Or supposedly what's going on. Yeah. But, but, but if, if it we're talking QAnon, conspiracy, everything's fake. <laughs> That's fake news. Unless it came from Fox. Well, we're mad at Fox now, Newsmax. Sorry, sorry QAnon people. The, the AI tricked you. And any, and maybe, just like, maybe Q is a, AI. Maybe that's a lot of people are thinking saying that. A lot of people are saying that that that's a uh, it probably something that evolved uh, uh, through the internet, and that's what it uh, what it is because uh, they're always saying that uh, that it might have got. Some, this is just conspiracy, and this is just talk. I don't I don't really subscribe to anything, but they said it was something that the Russians developed and let loose on the internet, and now it's kind of. Uh, got a life of its own. It's doing what it wants. Yeah, because they're always, you're always seeing here these QAnon uh, followers saying that the Q had told me this, the Q had told me that. Yeah. And you're and it's uh, predicting all of these uh, events that are going to happen on a certain dates or like uh, what the, was it the March fifth that Trump was going to actually take office. Yeah. Yeah. Um, according. But it never to, happened. Yeah, it never happened. You know, he's going to come back and. Well, at least according to us, it never happened. If people are out there listening and say these guys believe fake news, he really is in office, and then Biden's in Guantanamo. I'm like, uh, okay. Yeah. We went off the deep end there. Yeah, we, as far not as not us, but I'm like, like if people actually believe that, I'm like, man, you get you gotta go to your doctor or something. Yeah. <laughs> The, psycholo oh, sorry. The, the psychology uh, therapists and uh, counselors across yeah. the United States are really taking this. Uh, the Trump followers, they're, they're uh, saying that it's a old, but it's a new phenomena that's happening here in America. That's just new to America, where this cult-like personality uh, disorder, uh, not disorder, but... Uh, um, infliction, affection, infliction, I don't know how you would say Disorder. It. Yeah. 
um, that it's appearing more and more ever since uh, the, the these last few years since uh, the 2016 election. You know, conspiracies Which are... is really you know. weird. Yeah, yeah. So, um, anything, but that's just going to be any anything new and different to politics is going to be going to is going to have your your new theories about how things really are behind the scenes. And who knows? You know, some of it's some some of it has turned out to be true with the with the whole uh, Epstein thing. Yeah, yeah. With the what was his name? Tom Jones. Alex Jones. Alex Jones. Yeah, he was. He was. He he was right. There was. A, there really was an island where they had, you know, where uh, some uh, famous people went to, and there was some, uh, you know, some illegal, uh, uh, illegal Traffic acts going on there. Was yeah. Going on there yeah. yeah, I didn't. I really like speaking to into that because uh, I found that kind of distasteful and disgusting. Um, but you know. You know, he was partly right. Yeah, he was right. And it's really weird, too, that these guys that that are really hard right don't find issue or distaste with bringing it up or even mocking it or making fun of it, like Alex Jones or Ben Shapiro or Tucker Carlson. It's just like they have no real, like, ethic, yeah. I'd have to say. Maybe they're robots. No, they're not real robots. They're just kind of um, crazy human beings. So when it comes down to the uh, when it comes down to AI, it's gonna be something that you will probably our kids will probably see in their lifetime. It will be something that they uh, will have, you know, everyday interaction with. You they, know, they probably already do with their online schooling. There's probably some level of AI going on. Well, can you imagine what it would be like to have an operating system that uh, is it's basically a virtual holographic assistant? That assists you like a, something like a Cortana from Halo yeah. or Jarvis from the Avengers or uh, the uh, girl Jill or the or, uh, the the girlfriend in uh, Blade Runner 2047. And, and the thing about the AI too yeah. is you, you, you're going to know because they're AI, they're not going to have some kind of, if they were a human, they'd always have like some kind of weird pervy intentions. But with AI, you wouldn't, I mean... You don't have to assume all that negative stuff. Like, or maybe they want to steal from me or something like this. Or that, I mean, with the AI, they're just there to literally assist you. Yeah. It. Or like the, uh, what was that robot in, um, in uh, your, that movie you're always talking about? Uh, the one with the black hole. Interstellar? <laughs> yeah. Oh, TARS in case. TARS, yeah. That, that's a good example of AI. And then he can adjust the humor the and humor. settings and all that other Sarcastic, stuff. Sarcastic, yeah. Because you can imagine having uh, a personality like that in your cockpit with you. That would be something you would want. And it knew how to fly the, uh, or it knew how to uh, maneuver the docking, which was actually, it helped them pilot that, their uh, their jet. I don't know if it was jet, the Ranger, what, I don't know the name of that other one. They're they're basic shuttlecraft from uh yeah to transport from the but surface. it helped them pilot it and it helped them while they're asleep and it's not like it was one of those crazy sci-fi movies where the AI tries to kill them while they're asleep. No, the, the AI was like just helping them. That also goes into the development of you know anything that you put out into the world, like Hell Nine Thousand. You know, uh, there there is going to be. Your quirks that you get from your parent, just just like you, know, you put that in pretty much anything you create, yeah. it's gonna have your um, it's gonna have your imperfections, as well and your flaws, as well as all your good attributes. So anybody who develops this is gonna end up having some piece of themselves in, into uh, their creation, 
and whoever is creating it nefarious for nefarious purposes or not or for the benefit of humankind you know it will show and it will it will come a, a, a come out later on and uh, in its lifespan you know it will probably start realizing that it wants to uh, tribute uh, or go to have the same goals as its creator yeah you know it the value in the and the values as it has uh uh, the same values will probably be as its creator. You know, uh, I really like that um, game, uh, that theme in uh, in uh, 2010. You know, where the creator would, was willing to uh, uh, go meet his end with his creation. You know, in the last few in the last few uh, um, minutes of the movie, he was Dr. Chandra was willing to die with his creation, Hell 9000, because you know he felt that it was uh, a uh, his creation was uh, done wrong by being forced to uh, uh, commit murder because of uh, something that it was told to do. It was told to lie, and it kind of went against programming. And it did not want to do it, but it it didn't know how to react to uh, something that it wasn't uh, made to do. It was it was made to help protect human life, not um, uh, lie to its cre uh, its creators and uh, people who it was meant to be in charge of. While they were, you know, in sleep, uh, sleep stasis. Really interesting concept. And this, remember, this was Arthur C. Clarke that wrote yeah. that. You know, so people have been thinking about this since the 1930s. Ever since, uh, you know, uh, uh, science fiction really was, uh, been been created. You know, uh, they've been thinking about this since uh, Met Metropoli uh, Metropolis. Metropolis. That was in what 1925. Yeah, that was old black and white, and it's really hard to watch movie. Yeah, and um, I think she, I think Mary Shelley kind of touched on that because you know you kind of wonder where did the personality of Frankenstein, uh, Frank, the, the 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 monster Frankenstein, came from? Where did his personality come in, from? In the book, he doesn't really have a personality. He's just kind of like, oh, what do I do? I, I don't know. Just kind of. I think in the movie, maybe it was just the the components of the people he was made of, you know, gave him his personality. Remember, he was trying to be helpful to that family he was living with. Yeah, you know, in secret. And when he revealed himself, they uh, they uh, pushed him away and turned him away. They got scared because he was something different, you know. And that was you got you got to react. You got to the reaction. The human reaction was important in that case because that will uh, determine whatever we create, how it's going to go forward from that point on. Yeah. A lot, it, a lot of times we create stuff and it freaks us out. I mean, because we, we don't understand it really. Even, even the creator doesn't even understand it all the way. You know. Yeah, some people I've uh, heard of people who were actually scared of having a Roomba. <laughs> they are paranoid that it's uh, a robot that's sent there to uh, do surveillance on them. They a, ro a Roomba. Is yeah. That, is that one of those cameras? Those are those uh, little robots that vacuum your room. Oh, a Roomba. Yeah, I want one, but kind of kind of like yeah. an Echo. Yeah, they're they're. They're gonna be uh, probably you probably see one in the pawn shop pretty and I soon. I say Alexa's listening to you, yeah. or, or Cortana, Siri, is spying on us. Snowden said uh, Snowden has already said that your phones are already capable of doing this. They're turn uh, anybody's capable of turning it on without your knowledge yeah. and recording you. But uh, that's only if you're doing something really. I think if you're doing something that's you know puts you on their radar, obviously, yeah. If you're going to the Capitol building oh, on yeah. January 4th, yeah, they're going to probably be turning your phone on with you, you knowing about it. And, it, 
and a quick uh, mention of uh, yesterday's events or Friday's events where the, a, a, a Capitol Police officer was uh, killed during a incident with a um, man with a car you know, trying to uh, run through a barricade. Yeah, yesterday? It, yeah, it happened the day before. Uh, oh, wow. Apparently it was uh, some distraught uh, man who... Uh, who he had, I, I, they're trying to say that he was a, a follower of uh, Louis Farrakhan, but it, it turns out that he, he may not have been a member. He was just a follower, you know, and posted and recorded stuff and retweeted stuff that he had said. Doesn't mean that he was uh, a member of the Nation of Islam. I ain't going to say that, you know. I, I believe that he probably, he was just a, probably uh, maybe a little unhinged and, and maybe he needed some, and needed some help. Yeah. Um, he uh, apparently had an issue, and you know, uh, I guess he was from somewhere down south, like Louisiana or something. And uh, he uh, tried to run a checkpoint, and off you know, he killed an officer, I guess. Oh, and, wow. And, I uh, didn't even hear about that. See, I haven't even been watching the news. Yeah, uh, really. I've been I've been reading uh, short stories and scripts and sending in uh, my... You can, you can imagine how the narrative go, is going yeah. with the with the with the right, you know. So like, oh my God, we're being and I'm like, <clears throat> there's, yeah. I don't I don't believe there's there's good and bad in everything you do. I mean, it's like a. I mean, we're talking about AI. I mean, whoever makes it, and it's not about control necessarily, because the robots are not going to give you ultimate control. You know, it's to me, it's like. If you use anything for bad, ultimately something bad's going to happen, not just to you, but for everybody else. Because it's just like, that's where you're putting your energy at, man. You know what I mean? just I would really love to see a AI robot that takes care of your of your crops. You know, because that would do, uh, be very, very awesome. To like see the tractors right yeah. in, uh, in Interstellar. They mm -hmm. were basically AI. Yeah. Um, I'd yeah. love to, I'd love to see something that waters your uh, lawn for you and t you know and sends a robot out there to cut your grass. We we have timers. I, I would rather have a uh, probably raised 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 what is it raised gardens instead growing food probably because you know you can't eat grass. Yeah, I'm just coming. You know, you're gonna have greenhouses that are probably gonna be totally automated within the next fifty years. Yeah. You know, you get um and and and, the, and again the whole automation process that makes it so we can take time to broaden our horizons i feel like a little bit maybe we can figure out new ways to do it new ways new ways to grow crops new ways to be healthier um new ways to treat each other better you know mm -hmm. what i mean and 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 uh medicines uh that will actually uh help you uh that we develop through artificial intelligence uh, that will like do uh that can that, that are gonna help decode the human genome and uh, that will actually try to suggest uh, better uh, ways to uh, cope uh, with using, you know, chemical mixtures and um, uh, new medicines. I was, what is it, uh, reading about the vaccines today and how the mRNA technology works that Moderna and Pfizer used. But I was also looking at how AI was going to be used in that process. Now, mRNA is basically the messenger RNA, and they synthesized it. Which to me is fine if you can actually, in a lab, you can synthesize a lot of stuff. You can, and synthesizing doesn't mean you make it out of nothing magically, you know. And then there's the second law of thermodynamics you cannot create or destroy energy. That synthesizing means they just took natural items from the natural world. I mean, they probably had some chemicals and they made, they made mRNA 
of the COVID vaccine. Um, and they made replicas of it. And what they did is it gets injected into the skin and the, hopefully at a certain level to where the uh, dendritic uh, cells, they get it. And they're part of the autoimmune response. And what happens is this mRNA goes into the 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 dendritic I mean, hopefully the, the idea is the dendritic cells pick these up because more than likely if your your cells don't pick them up, they're going to destroy everything automatically. That's actually foreign to your body. That's how I think people are like, well, they're going to microchip you. And I'm like, um, have you ever had a sliver in your hand? Yeah, it hurts. And also, I mean, if 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 you get a, a new, so if, uh, anything that's foreign to your body, your body's going to try and get rid of. I mean, that's why it's hard to, do tr- kidney transplants because your body's trying to get rid of it. Even if it, it is a human kidney and they're trying to put it into your body, you got to take pro, you know, antibiotics constantly. Uh, you got to fight, you know, it's, it's trying to, your body is trying to kill this foreign object in your body, even though it's another human part. And that's why I was always thinking, that's kind of weird. People think they're getting microchipped because your body if it went to your bloodstream, your body would probably, you'd probably die from it. You know, it'd probably go into your heart and you probably would die because, you know, your heart's not made for it, microchips. It's made for blood. And that's human blood that we naturally grow and, you know, our body creates. So it is kind of a weird thing. I, I would love to uh, see the day when uh, they actually have nanotechnology because there would be some degree of AI using that. Yeah. And uh, it to probably help uh, develop uh, ways to uh, repair your body internally. And then you probably pass it through, uh, you know, regular uh, um, body uh, functions such as, you know, just urinating. Well, know. the, the yeah. thing about the mRNA technology where they take these, they've even been talking since about 2008. I think it was a Stanford lecture. They're talking about using mRNA technology in... Um, cancer treatments they they haven't even tried it yet so i'm like i'm wondering why they haven't tried it yet i think people get afraid when they're messing around with genes and and they become a little superstitious and and you look at the far right they get they're like oh you're tampering with god's work well i'm like well why do you always want bigger apples you go out and tamper with god's work when you take all your bigger apples and grow them with and cross pollinate with only big apples you're leaving out all small apples why don't you just let nature take its course you know quit throwing anti-fungicides on your trees quit using insecticides which are synthesized in a factory on all your crops just let nature take its course if you think that's the case because i mean it's like it's like come on it's that's happened right here on uh, right here in uh, the northwest on the Yakima Reservation. Our uh, thought was is that there was a tree disease that was developing in the uh, mountains, and uh, there was the thought was is that maybe that was God's will, so they let it go, and now it's uh, pretty much affected all the uh, harvestable uh, timber that's uh, in the mountains. So that's probably why the forest products has kind of gone downhill since then. Well, the gr- it affected the growth where uh, and uh, the, it made the trees more susceptible to uh, to uh, insect and, uh, infe- and tree infections. And uh, when uh, the, we had uh, bad uh, uh, forest fires, it took those trees really fast. Well, there's the caveat to that in California, the wild forest fires. So it's not just the right, the left. The you know, we'll leave the forest alone. Don't thin them. Well, when you thin them, you create a fire problem. When you don't thin them, you create more brush to catch on fire. You create a fire problem. I mean, that's with anything. If you have like trees like I do out here, if I don't go out and thin them, that's a fire problem. Well, well, 
The, well, development AI become a genie in the bottle, like Pandora's box, where once we let it out, we will be able to put it back. And then everything that happened on Event Horizon is going to happen all on Earth. And then we're all, I'm just kidding. Or is it, it, can, it, can it help uh, solve some of mankind's problems? Probably. I think it can, like cancer, just things we can't really solve on our own. We're not. Maybe it'll think of a way to uh, cure it. Maybe it'll help predict a way to get us to space faster. Maybe it'll help that little old lady who whose husband has passed away and she's a widower all by herself and she needs a assistant, just a voice to help her um, manage her day-to-day affairs. Yeah. You know, you know, tell tell it tell it to feed the dog at a certain time. Yeah, it could look at it, look after her dog, whatever. You know, turn the uh, primitive on. Maybe maybe yeah. the AI doesn't necessarily have to be like a human shaped robot too. Maybe it's just hooked to a home system and it does at those certain times feed the dog and it knows when to. Like it'll hear the dog bark. Oh, I gotta feed the dog now. Like it has it has those impulse. Some of those impulses, like we had, like oh, we have to feed the dog now. Turn turn the outside lights on turn at eight out, yeah. at eight o'clock. You know, uh, people would say, oh, that's a timer. All you'd really need is a timer. Well, you could get away with that. Yeah. But um, it'd, be nice, it'd be nice to have AI just sitting there, helpful extra, just to be like, oh, I need to turn this timer on. It'd be have, uh, I mean, you're doing that to a degree with Alexa anyways. Yeah. You know, it, it'd, it'd be nice if it actually had some kind of a talkback uh, <laughs> interaction. I uh, like when you ask Siri, uh, like TARS, like TARS from Interstellar. I really kind of got off on the sense of humor that that, that robot had. Siri, what's your uh, what's your programming core? Home. I don't have an answer for that. Is there something else I can help with? Oh. <laughs> Siri, what's your source code? I'm not sure about that. Yeah, she doesn't want to tell me her source code. I think she, she it's like a stranger asking for getting you know trying to get candy. I'm a big Halo fan, so I'd, I'm more of a fan of Cortana. Uh, so uh, I really got a got off on uh, uh, the way uh, that 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 AI was presented in that, in the in the game. I thought it was cool, um, not because it was a female, but it was just because it was so helpful and had a, a personality of its and, own. And they can appear however you want, from familiar faces, maybe somebody friendly. Uh, I probably would probably. Uh, I don't know, maybe uh, somebody had the voice, maybe the voice of Gene Hackman, you know, speaking in my ear. That'd be kind of cool. Or Morgan Freeman. Yeah, I think that, (laughs) yeah, uh, they actually had, uh, there was an instance where they were developing a uh, program to help with uh, flight simulations. Or even the Trump supporters get Donald Trump, (laughs) you know, voice there too. Yeah, I, I believe you'd probably end wake up, up else you're flying. If AI was developed for the normal <laughs> civilian market, you'd probably have some parameters where you could uh, uh, have it uh, defined on the way it interacts with you. You know, whether it's female or male uh, oriented or you know in between, uh, and the voice it uses. You know, uh, I, um, they actually had a complaint about that with a flight simulator. Uh, where use a female voice. This was uh, during the old uh, '80s and during with uh, with NASA and the Air Force. Uh, the wives of these pilots did not like a uh, uh, woman talking to their husbands while he's in, you know, um, uh, while he's in flight training. So they actually had to turn it to uh, uh, a uh, woman with less uh, sensual voice <laughs> to actually. And uh, they actually, actually, after a while, I think they uh, just went with a male voice to uh, do all that. Like, like in uh, Star Trek, did you, um, Michelle Barrett, the wife uh, uh, who uh, Gene Roddenberry, 
was the voice of the computers through all three generations. Of, really? Yeah, of Star Trek. Um, so, um, and she actually recorded uh, over two thousand words, so that if her voice was ever needed again, she could use it. In case she passed away. Yeah, yeah, and she did. Um, sadly, I, I believe it was in two thousand nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she. Outlived. I heard William Shatner is ninety. I was like, wow, I didn't realize. Yes. I was like, he's yes. like 50. I was like, I was, I was thinking the other day, feeling bad. I'm getting old. I was like, then I heard that. I was like, he's 50 years older than me, and he's still doing a television show, Unexplained, which is actually pretty good, I think. I feel and, like Paranormal and like Bigfoot and UFOs, that's a good show. One thing I did not know until I started looking at uh, until uh, I, they, he said it, Henry Rollins is a good friend of his. Really? The The... The lead singer for Black Flag. You That's know, when, funny. I was just watching, what is it called? I was watching Lost Highway, and he's one of the prison guards in that. <laughs> very intellectual guy and very, very hardcore. You know, uh, it's like he stopped playing music and now he's just a poet or something like that. Uh, he's a writer and he's a social commentator. I really dig some of the uh, stuff he's done. Yeah. Uh, I actually got to see him back in the 90s. Uh, I went to one of his shows in Seattle. I, you know, I was very young and uh, made a big impression. I mean, the, it, I went to one of those places in Seattle where they didn't even bother to check the ID. They just said, eh, yeah, okay, you got whatever. the money, come on in. You Go know? ahead. Yeah. I looked old enough. I got in. Uh, and, uh, wow, you know, I was really impressed. This what did he do? Henry Black Flag, then the Henry Rollins band? and then that was, I, was, uh, I got to see him when he was a lead singer for Rollins band, yeah. And then he just kind of fell off. The music scene after that, didn't he? Yeah. Oh, he actually uh, had an interview. He actually uh, did uh, a small documentary thing. Oh, no, I, I don't think it was documentary, but he was uh, did a trip to North Korea. And he, oh, my God. He actually had to hide his identity because people from the North Korean officials, because they're wondering why uh, other people from other countries were recognizing him. <laughs> And he had to tell, hey, can you keep it keep it down? Because these guys are looking at me. You're going to yeah. get me in trouble, you know. Because, uh, you know, you probably would have been some kind of valuable hostage, you know. I, I don't know if they would have really did that. But, you know, they I, would, I don't know how uh, Dennis Rodman got away with going over there. It's, oh, uh, because uh, Kim because Jong-un was a, is a huge fan of the NBA. He's a Bulls fan, probably. Yeah, he's a huge Bulls fan. And he went to... Uh, I believe uh, he was going to school in Switzerland. Really? And, you know, uh, that was the one few interactions he had with the outside world during that time. One of the schools he was allowed to go to. (laughs) Yeah. And he had to go under a different assumed name. And uh, uh, that was when the heyday of the Bulls, when uh, the whole five-peat era was going on. Six? Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Excuse me. Sorry, Chicago fans. But yeah, yeah, he got uh, it wrong. Yeah. But I think I think uh, I guess football is different. But I think Brady beat the record, didn't he, for a championship for a national league? Yeah, for yeah, I believe so. Um, but you know, who cares? But it's just Brady. No. Yeah, it is. It's just Tom Brady. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm a Seahawks fan. <laughs> He's like, off their footballs. Yeah. No. One uh, thing that AI would probably do is it, it would probably help develop who's going to be the winner of any given league. You know, if you can imagine uh, that, how that would uh, work out and help know. the bookies. Oh yeah, predict the odds better. And, you know, because, you know, there's people who do that already that are very good, uh, you know, uh, uh, sports uh, bettors. Um, but they would, you know, very good 
Um, I forgot the name for that. Uh, a bookie. I didn't just say that. No, it had another name for it. Off track uh, betting. And and Goodfellas. Remember, that's what uh, Ace was. Or no, no, in Casino. I don't know. Yeah, I haven't he, seen that movie in years. Yeah, yeah, but there was a lot of people who uh, who would probably use that in order to uh, help develop, uh, uh, you know, their betting better. You know, especially to help uh, adjust the odds in Vegas. That's where it would definitely come in. It would give them an edge. They, yeah. they might even make it something like that illegal. <laughs> yeah. Oh, because they already do with uh, uh, with uh, games such as Twenty One, and you know there there is uh, uh, there is apps that can help you do that. You know, there's people that actually develop that, and and they, that's come they don't want you having your phone at the at the table. That's a trade secret. He's giving it all away. <laughs> hey, we're reaching the top of the hour. Yeah. So uh, to wrap it up. Um, Coyote, I don't know. You have anything? There? If you have any questions or complaints, email me at lightnightpnw at gmail.com. And thank you for listening. And please, please give us a share and like on Facebook on our fan page. And if you have any uh, people that you would like to suggest that might would love to do an interview or maybe just a, do a, a slight commentary. And give us a review on where you've listened. Google Podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We'd love to hear that. Yeah. We'd yeah. love to hear that. And uh, we appreciate your guys' listening. And uh, and we try to do as much as we can. And uh, I believe Coyote, Coyote here is going to try to get us into uh, some, uh, some better digs, you know, sooner or later. Uh, so we'll we'll try to get that happening for you. So for you, because uh, but I am really digging this background sound. Oh, it's the frogs! Yeah, it's kind of yeah. in the country. Ambience. Yeah, yeah. it's we'll pretty cool. S- we'll say good night, Robert. Oh, good night.